Hello, everybody. This is Blake with the Science of Personality podcast, and the following is a live, in-person interview Ryan and I conducted in Boston while attending the 2023 Society for Industrial and Organizational Psychology Annual Conference. We hope you enjoy this special episode, and we'll be back next week with another fun and informative full-length episode. Cheers, everybody. People are the most consequential and dangerous forces on Earth. Well, personality psychology is about the nature of human nature. It's about people. And wouldn't that be useful to know? I mean, it seems to me, I can't, I can't think of a more important problem. You're listening to the Science of Personality podcast, brought to you by Hogan Assessments, the global leader in personality assessment and leadership development since 1987. Your hosts are Hogan Chief Science Officer and world-renowned personality psychologist, Dr. Ryan Sherman, along with Hogan PR Manager and resident storyteller, Blake Lepp. Hello, everybody. This is Blake with the Science of Personality podcast, and we are here at PSYOP with Dr. Bradley Brummel, uh, professor at the University of Tulsa. But Brad, don't you have some exciting news for us today? I do. Uh, I'm about to start a job at the University of Houston, so I'll be moving south uh, in a couple months. Well, we're sad that you won't be in Tulsa anymore, Brad, but of course, we're super happy for you, and congratulations on the new gig. Absolutely. Thank you. And I'll be back to visit plenty and uh, bothering you all through Zoom when needed. Awesome. <laughs> well, Brad, you've always been a good friend of the Hogan family. It's nice to, to sit down with you for this little mini episode of the podcast. And today, I think we're going to talk about something that you'll be speaking uh, about at PSYOP on a panel, correct? Yeah. Uh, and that's about team-based personality intervention. So what is it about this? What, 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 what does our audience need to know about this and what you'll be talking about? So there's an entire market of people who do team interventions. And the team interventions involve giving everyone on the team a personality test and then using those results to accomplish something. And uh, we actually interviewed a number of people who do this uh, for an upcoming article that's going to come out in Consulting Psych Journal uh, and just said, like, what do you do in this space? And the diversity of education and approach to testing is huge. So we have, uh, you know, comments that are like, you should always treat people with care and respect and make sure not to stigmatize them. And then some people said, well, sometimes it breaks the ice if you just make fun of someone because of their personality. So um, we interviewed people who do um, things like Yuzu and random tests that they just sort of made anywhere and a number of people who use Hogan assessments uh, in these spaces. And so it just brings up all kinds of questions. When you gather this data, um, should you make sure you give personal feedback first and get consent before you put them in these environments where other people will learn about them? So for me, whenever I use them, I spend an hour and a half, two hours going over the results, making sure they understand it, and making sure they know how we're going to bring it into the group to increase team performance. Um, other people will give people the test in the room, they'll take it, then they'll have them tell them the results and just freewheel it from there. And, wow. the, and the end goal is better team performance, undefined how. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really interesting. So it sounds to me like... Basically, what you guys have identified is there's kind of a fundamental problem with how these are done. They're just sort of all done haphazardly, uh, sort of at the uh, facilitator's wheel. They they can just do whatever they want. They can say, like you said, they can give you the test in the, in the session and then say, okay, here's your results right now up on the screen. Um, but I think, to me, that's the first thing that came to mind was what is the actual goal of the team session? I mean, you just mentioned it also sounds like the, the, the goal of the team session in many of these cases is undefined. It seems like there's some really obvious goals. One would be sort of getting to know each other better, uh, 
another one obviously is around team performance but what exactly would you recommend somebody do uh, if you've got a bunch of personality results and you say, okay, now we want to improve team performance, where, where might you focus that, that kind of thing? I mean, you know, the results we got from people describing what they do or the entire spectrum of, you know, people working better together or this team will now optimize their performance or now they just kind of know each other a little better. Mm. Um, and so I think, you know, you have to have a model behind what you're trying to do because you're not sure where it would go. Um, so I would just say, you really need to think about whether it's a trusting space where people can say, hey, I tend to do this more, or I prefer this role because I'm like this, or you know, this is my derailleur, um, as opposed to, okay, now science has proven like why I hate Karen. And so my student who was a part of this panel came into it because he, he did a session uh, like this, and they had like half the team was blue and golds, and half are golds, and the golds made it their mission to get all the blues to quit because they decided they hated them and they were because and they were like blues so it was like dr seuss's star belly sneeches yeah. where we actually knew why they were different so people used it for tribalism instead of yeah. uh cohesion yeah well of course that's classic social psychology experiment too the minimal group paradigm right where they do things like bring people into a room and you'd randomly assign them something you'd, you'd, and sometimes it was obvious that you were being randomly assigned right they would tell you you know, draw draw uh, something out of a hat oh you're a red you're a blue or they would they would say oh you're an odd you're an even something like that and then and then later on you just do really simple things like okay here you have a dollar but you can't keep it you have to give it to somebody people want to give it to the people with their same group number or group name even though there was no real association it was the groups were formed totally randomly and it sounds like they're doing the same thing i mean you see all all the elements of cooperation and competition can show up in these spaces so you can really get an insight into people and say wow this test really works it makes something if you do something like these human histograms where people line up by their test scores but if it's a test score that's valenced uh and then a whole bunch of people on the low end like everybody now knows that about them right and so there's some really interesting questions around what you're revealing and this sort of possible stigma and issues with it one of the ways that people who do this work a lot say they deal with it is they like tell people to not take the test results that seriously like one guy said you know sometimes i tell them if they don't like the uh score they got or the category they can just pick a different one and that's fine too and so there's like people like really believing in the test and using it as the basis to get hired and then there's people like actively undermining whether the test matters at all in these same sessions and because it's sort of out there in the wild, there's really very little research on it. Because wow. it's, so it's just people using tests uh, out there, however they can get paid to do it and however she sees fit. And the other thing they said, which is really interesting, is nobody's interested in outcome assessment. Like they're paying you to be there in that room for two hours, but they're not interested in tracking anything. So basically, scientifically, we have no idea what the outcomes of these are. So, so it, I, you can tell me, Brad, do they often measure things like how enjoyable was the session? Like in terms of in terms of the sort of simple outcomes, I feel like I've yeah. seen people get on those and say, oh, people really enjoy these sessions. They said they learned a lot, yeah. those kinds of things. A lot of reactions criteria, like quote unquote, yeah. quote, quote unquote, like uh, smile sheets. Yes. And then also like intentions, like are we closer now? And then like, you know, you might get that. You know, the, the best way to make the most people close in a session is just to stigmatize one person and then all make fun of them, which, you know, would be bad for overall performance, but you could game your, your you know, your immediate assessment on that so again we just one of the reasons we got so interested in is there's very very little literature on it because it's happening all over the place and most people are using proprietary tests and they don't really share what they're doing or why with anyone but it's a huge industry and all these big corporations are bringing in people to like increase team cohesion with no model about what that means 
Right, yeah. I, I mean, you get where the organizations are coming from. Organizations think, oh, we've got this team. We want them to perform better. I know. We'll do, we'll do some personality tests, and we'll have them all get together. That sounds like a sort of this intuitive thing, but it, I, it sounds like what you're saying, if there's no real structure to that, if there's no real target for how we're going to reach that end goal and, and what's the process that we're going to put in place to make that happen, like in most of these cases, we're probably not getting much value out of these sessions. Well, I mean, it can definitely go off the rails, and that's really what you, you worry about. I think the main outcome for people, honestly, if I was doing it from a, like, just take two steps back perspective, is just to remember that um, your colleagues don't think like you. Uh, and so if you treat them the way you want to be treated, like the golden rule, you're going to fail a lot. Uh, so you want this platinum rule thing where you want to treat people how they want to be treated. And if you actually bring in and say, oh, we're a bunch of different colors or animals or traits, at least you like get that hesitation and say, oh, maybe just because I like it this way, my colleagues might not. And so if that's all you're doing, I'm actually not opposed to using kind of a fun, strange animal test. Um, but if you're really going to get serious about who does what in this team, or again, to use uh, Hogan's team report to really look at how your personalities are going to line up and say, oh, we have a production issue because we don't have people who are focused on that outcome. So there's ways to do it very scientifically and thoughtfully. Um, and so you might invest in that if your goal is to really change the way the team performs. If you just want people to be like, oh, wait, there are different personalities here and I need to be thoughtful in our interactions, then I think you can use basically whatever goofy game you want. Makes sense. Well, Brad, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciated this and enjoy your time here at PSYOP. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. It's uh, great to see you guys every year at PSYOP and especially in Boston here in 2023. Yep. Good luck in Houston. Cheers, everybody. This has been the Science of Personality podcast brought to you by Hogan Assessments. You can access all podcast episodes on our website, thescienceofpersonality.com, or on the streaming service of your choice. See you next time.